Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It is a Wednesday. Breaking news, sort of. Live in Los Angeles, it's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your Wednesday. Loaded today, lots of news. Guess who starts our show today with breaking news, J-Mac? Uh, can, can, can you give me the sport as like a heads up? Are we talking NBA? Are we talking NHL? Are we talking NFL? What do we got? The New York Jets can't win on the field, so let's try to win with PR. So this came down one minute ago. The Jets announced they're going to activate Aaron Rodgers off the IR. It's a plus to have him on the practice field for him and his teammates. Robert Sala also reiterated he's not going to play, which Aaron reiterated yesterday he's not going to play. So if you can't win games, let's try to win PR. Just the silly circus continues. He's been on the sidelines on the headset. He's traveling with the team. He's on the sidelines. He's at practice. We see him throwing the ball around. But now it's official. He's been activated on the Jets roster because he's so good around the team. Really? I've watched you play. He ain't that good. He's not making that much of a difference. He's on the headset shaking his head at Nat Hackett's calls. You know what's interesting about this? You know also who else? Torres Achilles, Kirk Cousins, and you haven't heard a word. Because Kirk Cousins doesn't need 24-7 validation and attention, updates on a weekly basis, doesn't need to play a game with PR. Kirk Cousins, who's very secure with himself, happily married, beautiful family, 
end of a cul-de-sac, dogs, life doesn't revolve around Kirk Cousins. He's part of a fabric, of an organization, of a family. You'll find that happen a lot in life. The people who are truly happy and content don't seek constant attention. It should be noted that Aaron and Kirk Cousins have played 10 times. Kirk Cousins has won five, lost four, and tied one. Kirk Cousins has a better record against Aaron Rodgers than vice versa. And you wouldn't know that because Kirk Cousins wouldn't tell you about it. And because you don't know how Kirk Cousins feels about politics and the vaccine. Because he represents a family and people beyond himself. Doesn't want to embarrass anybody. Doesn't need to be front and center. This entire Aaron Rodgers year has been about Aaron and been an absolute circus. Aaron was never going to play. Yesterday he announced he conceded, quote, conceded he's not going to play this year. That's not breaking news, Aaron. Bruh, everybody knew it. You knew it. The world knew it. But Aaron wanted us to believe he had some access to some medical information, probably on some wacko conspiracy theory Reddit board. And Aaron wanted you, and he does this a lot. He wants you to think he reads stuff that you don't read and sees stuff that you don't see and has sources and access that you don't have. And it's all this, you know, this stuff that the mere mortals aren't, don't have at their fingertips. But Aaron does. No, bro. You were never going to play when you were hurt. Ever. Science works a lot, most of the time. You know, doctors have a practice, so it's not perfect, but the stuff works most of the time, and you don't know as much as an epidemiologist. You don't know as much as team doctors. You don't have any revolutionary medical breakthroughs or access. It's called a Reddit board. It's where old single guys with no kids, no family, no dogs, and fake friends hang out. Kirk Cousins has never had to sell us on anything. He just works hard, head down, good guy, family guy, take care of his family, good friend. I'll be back next year. And by the way, Kirk Cousins could use PR. He's a free agent. He could use a LinkedIn. He could use Facebook. He could use talk radio pumping him up. He's a free agent. And he's about the same age as Aaron, but it's interesting to watch how both have handled it. Isn't it kind of interesting? The circus continues. So the Jets today announce... <laughs> it's just embarrassing. That franchise is embarrassing. I mean, you got a needy franchise and a needy 40-year-old quarterback that needs constant validation. Well, it's good to have Aaron around the team. I mean, he's been around the team. How good can it be? Garrett Wilson's complaining last week. People are shaking their head with Nat Hackett. How good is it? Hasn't proven anything, hasn't done anything, hasn't elevated anything. If I said to you what quarterback franchise has been the biggest circus this year, it's been the Jets. How much has Aaron helped? <laughs> I mean, you're telling me today that's why you're activating him. You're not going to play. You're not doing it for that. You're doing it because he's helping. How's he helping? Zach Wilson's had one great game all year. Can't help that much. Zach Wilson probably needs to be left alone to his own devices and own issues. Grow up a little bit. Kid grow up with money. Needs to grow up. Doesn't need help. This whole thing's been just nonsense. Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Same basic age, same injury. Watch how they've handled it. Wow. Maybe I should have just spent the last five minutes on Kirk and not Aaron. 
I should spend it more on praise and not criticism. But like Kirk Cousins just doing his thing, laughing about it. You know, it's like, hey, I, I texted Aaron the other day. We should have like Achilles Anonymous. You know, it's just be a bunch of guys go out and and I and I love that about Kirk. But I mean, this Jets thing is a—it's a grift. It's a con. Nobody had any medical information at all, because there's no medical inf- access to have other than history. Nobody injures an Achilles, ruptures it, and plays twelve weeks later. Come on, it's nonsense. And also, by the way, the vaccine did save lives. I'm sorry, it did. I'm not a doctor, but it did millions and millions of lives. All right. So Steph Curry last night was amazing. 33 points. Warriors rally to beat the Celtics. They shouldn't because the Celtics are a deep, loaded roster with a bunch of guys in their prime, and uh, the Warriors are not. They're a one-man team. So uh, Steph this year is 35 years old. He's averaging 28 a game, 41% on threes, 34 minutes a game. I mean, LeBron may lead in longevity, but Steph's on the same path. And this Warrior team's not real good. Draymond's out, suspended. Klay Thompson, shadow of himself. Andrew Wiggins now comes off the bench. I'm not sure what happened to him. Dario Saric is one of their only bigs, and he plays defense worse than those chairs. And their bench doesn't give you a ton, and CP3 is past his prime, and yet they're basically on a three-game winning streak and a 500 team. And Steph remains remarkably disrespected. So there was a moment last night in the game where Jalen Brown backed him up, bigger, stronger guard, uh, scored on him plus one, and he did that kind of moronic gesture they do in the NBA now. You're small. You're too small. Nobody would do that to MJ, LeBron, and Kobe. You wouldn't think of it for a second. But Jalen Brown, no rings, no MVPs, not even the best guy on his own team, scores a bucket on Steph Curry and does the too small gesture. By the way, Steph's playoff career average is 10 points higher than Jalen Brown, and his Game 6, Game 7 playoff average is 10 points higher than Jalen Brown, so who's small? Who comes up small? It's not Steph, it's Jalen Brown. The Warriors are a one-man team. They're 0-2 when Steph doesn't play. They're 4-9 and when Steph doesn't score over 30. <laughs> or 30-plus. 30 and then they're excellent when Steph has 30-plus. 9-3. They should be a lottery team. They should be a lottery team. They're a one-man team. Celtics aren't. And yet in the fourth quarter in overtime, Steph Curry had 20 points. Tatum and Jalen Brown combined. Seven. And what's remarkable, Steph picked up his fifth foul on that Jalen Brown play. There were six minutes to go in the third quarter. And the Celtics just jacked up threes. Instead of attacking Steph, getting him out of the game, get another foul, jacked up threes. It was another night to watch the bizarrely disrespected 35-year-old one-man team Steph Curry and the Warriors win over a Celtics team that down the stretch, fourth quarter and overtime, Tatum and Jalen Brown sat and watched the superior player who one of those guys, Brown, had gestured he's too small. Who's small? Again, late in the game that mattered. TNT, here's Steph. Curry, spinning, corkscrew move, inside, no, Paul gathers it in, pocket three, Curry three, oh, oh, there's the meme, what a shot. Steve Kerr has watched all of this and had this to say after. Nothing shocks me with Steph. I mean, that shot um, was insane, um, the catch and shoot, the arc, um, but I fully expected it to go in, and I think all of our fans did too. Um, the guy's magical. He just 
you can't explain it. Um, that's just the kind of stuff he does. I don't know if it's because his shoe's not cool enough or he golfs a lot or he's a family guy. I don't know what it is with Steph Curry. Nobody would ever do that small gesture to Kobe or Michael or LeBron. He wouldn't even consider it. Be disrespectful to them in the game. But with Steph, it's okay. Remember years ago when people were asked if you could start a franchise with Westbrook and Steph and half the players said, Westbrook, you out of your mind. You play the game and don't know it. This guy is an all-timer, one-on-one, a unicorn. Once again last night, Brown and Tatum watching as Steph took over the game late at an OT. J-Mac, these are your Jets. These are the Jets you were raised on and love. And I thought today, I'm maybe I'm a little harsh, uh, and I, you'd think, Colin, you're attacking Aaron, but this has been a PR grift from day one, and I am over it. The idea they're activating him off IR today because he's good around the team. He's been around the team all year. They don't lock him out of practice. They don't kick him off the plane. He's on the sidelines on the headset. This is just PR. Colin, you know, uh, the viewers at home, listeners, they can't see it. There's yellow crime tape around the set today because you just committed a murder. (laughs) You just killed Aaron Rodgers on TV for like six minutes. And it was, listen, I've been with you on the show here, what, 14 months? Yeah. I think that was the best, most incisive, biting open you've had since I've been here. I mean, that that was magical stuff. Listen, I, and the story broke, you know, literally 45 seconds before we went on the air. But we've all been watching this stuff. And, you know, as Aaron does all his darkness retreat, hey, to each his own. Uh, Echinacea or whatever he does that made him throw up and vomit, poop, ayahuasca, whatever. I'm not judging on that. Like, you do whatever you want in life. It's I'm not here. I'm not a moralist. You do whatever you want in life. The darkness retreat, you know, it's what an older, unmarried, single guy with a lot of money does. What Trying to find yourself, whatever. But the Packers, for the record, tired of it. He came out and they said, see ya. So the Packers had had enough. They they were less tolerant than I was on it. The ayahuasca. Again, I don't feel like pooping and vomiting. I've done enough of that in my life when I've been sick. But whatever. I'm not judging you on that. And when Aaron got hurt, I came out for 10 minutes and said I felt terrible for him because I love watching him play. But this whole season is about seeking validation and PR and making sure it falls right for me. And it's nonsense. And our job is to hopefully have enough of a piercing radar on this stuff where you I'm I'm having dinner tonight with an NFL GM. You have dinners with people in the sports. The fans mostly don't do that. And when you tie had a Hall of Fame coach tell me two weeks ago, he's like Aaron wants. He wants attention. I had a current executive in the league and I asked him about Aaron and he said, Aaron needs attention. And I just watched Kirk Cousins go through it. The family guy, the dog, the kids, the family. Same injury. Better all-time record against Aaron. Not a peep. And I'm not saying Aaron doesn't have a right to political opinions. Joe Rogan can have him. You can have him. I can have him. I'm fine with it. But stop pretending you have access and information that all of us don't have. It's what old single rich guys do with no kids, no dogs, and no other sacrifices. They sit around on their phone all day and stew up conspiracy nonsense. I don't know if you noticed. Anytime he gives an interview lately, he talks about how reliable he is. He's trustworthy. Hey, believe me. Don't believe the others. Believe me. You know those are the characteristics of a con man? Honestly, he's been pulling a con on Jets fans all season since that injury. And a lot of them, they lapped it up, Colin. It's sad. Ridiculous. I know you're, Colin, this is very visceral. You're going after him. I'm over it. I waited until this moment. The whole season, I've been like, yeah, whatever, let it play. But don't tell me his presence helps the team. It's the biggest circus in the league at quarterback. 
if his presence is that important, then it wouldn't be this nonsense. I mean, again, if, if Zach Wilson had a, you know, he won that game against Buffalo on that magical night when Aaron got hurt, a horrible night for the, the franchise, but a strangely interesting night for Zach Wilson. And if Zach had improved all year, you could make an absolute argument. Aaron's been helpful. But instead, it's been about Aaron, not about improving quarterbacks. Because Zach's been worse than ever. So he's not helping. So don't take, don't activate him because he's really, the team loves him around. Well, is he helping? I'm all for activating guys that help. I would argue Kirk Cousins with the circus they've had at Minnesota with their quarterback. And I am not saying once you lose a star quarterback, it's easy. Minnesota is still viable. Jets aren't. But if you're going to say you're doing this move because the team loves him and it helps, do not tell me that. It's certainly not helping the rush ends. He's not a rush end. He's a quarterback. He should be helping the quarterbacks. Well, they're not. It's the biggest nightmare in the league at quarterback. Cleveland is winning games four different quarterbacks. The Jets can't score points with three. So I just, I'm over it. Uh, everybody's got a limit. Today, that story's my limit. That, I'm done. I try to be nice. I try to be positive, Colin. <laughs> not, not today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, maybe I should just let it go. I'm, I'm done. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD. That's me, H-E-R-D, when you download the app, and that takes under two minutes. Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook, and we had a very good week last week. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus one, getting points at the Bucks. Tampa Bay has been a good story. Jacksonville's a better team. I get a quarterback edge off an ugly loss. Cowboys plus one and a half at the Dolphins. Miami struggled with physical teams. Dallas didn't look like it against Buffalo. They'll be ready to be physical. And I'll take the Broncos at home minus six and a half again off an ugly, disappointing loss. They'll circle the wagons and beat a Patriots team that is pretty lifeless. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up quick. New users. Use the code herd when you download the app. H-E-R-D. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, welcome back. You know, it's a bummer, too, because I like Robert Sala, and I like Joe Douglas. I actually think the GM and the coach are pretty good. Anyway, if you didn't hear, the uh, Jets have activated Aaron off IR. He's not going to play. Aaron says that. Sala says that. But they would just want to activate him, you know, be part of the team. Um, so there's a story today, Yahoo Sports. Uh, and the headline is, remember... No team pursued franchise tag Lamar Jackson. That's right. And I think there's a reason for it. Because he missed 10 games in December and January the last two years, and Baltimore went 2-8, and eight, and everybody in the world knew Baltimore was going to resign him. Everybody in the world knew. You watched Baltimore last couple of years without Lamar Jackson. Did you think they were going to let him go? And you've watched Baltimore this year, number one seed, last couple of years with Lamar Jackson. Number one, number two seeds. Did you think they were going to let him go? I'll tell you, Baltimore's never going to let him go in his prime. And Kansas City's not going to let Mahomes go. And Buffalo's not going to let Josh Allen go. And the Chargers aren't going to let Justin Herbert go. (laughs) So I think the reason there wasn't a big um, mad rush to get Lamar Jackson was... He'd been injured. That's part of it. He was going to be expensive, certainly. Ravens weren't letting him go, and everybody knew it. But the NFL has a lot of poor owners and poor GMs and poor coaches. They lack vision. People in my business, the good ones have it. The average ones don't. Vision. A lot of people in the NFL and every business have to see something before they get something. In tech, the money's in seeing stuff before it happens. Same in the NFL. It's called Patrick Mahomes. It's called Brady. In every field, if you can see stuff before it happens, they get the trophies. You get the wealth. You get the stature. The Ravens have always had a vision for Lamar Jackson, day one, and have adapted to his unique stylistic traits. Throughout his career, there's been this discussion of what Lamar doesn't do. But the Ravens have never been concerned with that. Instead of concern, they've been consumed with figuring out how to best support this unicorn, this one-of-one. Even in the NFL, with lots of smart people, there's a bunch of followers. You need vision with Lamar Jackson, day one. You needed vision when you drafted him. You needed vision his rookie year. You needed vision last week. He's just different. Stylistically personality, skill set, he's different. And a lot of teams in this league draft out of fear. They don't want to be mocked if they make a mistake. And he was a different cat. I watched him in college, and I'm like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. I didn't buy into the he has to try out a receiver stuff, but I was like, I don't know if that works. He run around a lot, but it worked really fast. Week 11, it worked I talked to two GMs that played him twice. They're like, the first time you play him, if you've never played him, he's going to blow you out. 
In fact, go ask NFC teams this year who don't get to play him regularly that have to go to Baltimore and play him, Detroit and Seattle. He'll wear you out. I mean, there's guys that are comps to Mahomes. There are guys, I mean, Matt Stafford can do arm angle stuff like Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts can run around like Patrick Mahomes. There's nothing like Lamar. <laughs> there's nothing like him. And so I'm glad that he stayed with the Ravens. I'm glad there wasn't a huge market. I'm glad somebody didn't pursue Lamar Jackson. He has found the perfect family and the perfect fit. And they've never been concerned with how it would look. What they know is when Lamar is healthy and Lamar has support, he ends up a number one, two, or three seed. And he wins 75 to 80% of his games. This is one of those, you know, when Aaron and the Packers split, they probably would have been better staying together for the next three years. Aaron wouldn't be in this circus. Jordan loved growing pains. Divorces are tough. I've been through one. I love the fact that the Ravens get Lamar. Lamar's loyal to the Ravens. They've never been concerned with what he can't do, simply consumed with what he can. And I think that explains why there wasn't a market. He is the Ravens. He's committed. He's tough. He's relentless. He's twitchy. He's unique. So are the Ravens. It's a perfect match. I wouldn't want to see him in any other uniform. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. You know, people really loved our Brock Purdy discussion yesterday. What was it? Chalk or Brock or? Uh, it was Brock, Brock or, or Balk. Balk. Right, right, right. They love that. They love it. Uh, people are enjoying this. I think we're going to have to do it daily. Let's start with it, shall we? The Niners, they've got McCaffrey in the MVP mix as well as Purdy. Well, the GOAT, Tom Brady, future Fox teammate of ours, said that McCaffrey should be the favorite to win the award. I remember the first time I actually got a glimpse of Christian was in the Rose Bowl. He caught like an angle pass against Iowa and ran for about 75-yard touchdown. I was like, well, they're not going to catch him. He was a dynamic player then. He's a dynamic player now. And I think all of what he's done this year is a lot what he's done in the past. It's just, you know, it's a different team with some different opportunities. And they've been really dynamic on offense. So he's definitely... uh, You know, my mind, the MVP favorite. You know, it's interesting that a lot of times with running backs, not all positions, quarterbacks tend to get better over the next six, seven, eight years, right? Quarterback grows. Running backs, it feels like a lot of times the best you get is the first three years in the league. Saquon, Zeke. Most running backs don't age better. McCaffrey's better today than seven years ago. Like, I think this is the best version of him. That's what makes him unique is that almost there's certain positions where guys like left tackle guys get better year two three four five six quarterback year three four five six seven running back rarely year six you've seen the best of it now derrick henry developed later didn't do much first couple years mccaffrey now is better than two years ago better than four years ago now part of it's the system but his cutting he doesn't get hurt anymore very very good never gets injured he is faster than he's ever been. He breaks more tackles than he's ever done. He's so he- historically unique yeah. that running backs do not age well, except CMC. Um, I'm just curious. So when it comes to the MVP vote, yeah. okay, remember, it's not, you know, we can like to think we're influencing the vote, but it's a bunch of media guys yeah, we have zero who influence. cover the league. That's the weird part about this. Do you think they will vote for a running back? Christian McCaffrey, 
Remember, quarterbacks won the award like nine years running. All we talk about all the time is quarterbacks are worth to the point spread. How about or this? Or do you think they will look at the numbers and say, well, geez, it's got to be Brock Purdy. I think these two will split the vote and somebody else will win it. Oh, who's just somebody else? Tyreek Hill has three great no, games. No, they're not. Come on. I'm just saying, these two are going to split the vote. It'll be a 60-40 either way. They'll split the vote and somebody will come in and win it. That's what I think is going to happen. Lamar Jack. By the way, if Lamar Jackson beats the Niners on, is it Monday night? Well, yeah. If, well, we're, we're, we agree with that. If Lamar wins that game, I think he vaults ahead I of... I also think if Josh Allen runs the table. No. Remember. Dude, Brock, even running the table, he may not win the division. So what? Brock and Christian are both going to get a ton of votes. So they're going to split that thing. I, there is no universal belief that it's either Brock or Christian. It's all being split. So, so it's so not. So why wouldn't Tua take some of Tyreek Hill's votes? If, why are they not splitting it? Well, they're not. Nobody considers Tua an MVP. He's not in, even in the discussion. The only time Tyreek Hill does anything is when Tua throws him the ball. Well, that's a little silly. If if Christian McCaffrey and Purdy are going to split the vote, why wouldn't Tua and Tyreek? Because it's a different component entirely. Like like Tua. Literally, when Tyreek doesn't have a great game, loses. Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, when they both play, they win. If they both didn't, they'd lose. It's not nobody's talking about two. You're you're strong. I, I don't think two is a guy, no, but no, I think nobody does. It's yeah, I, not. I, I, you're making up an argument that doesn't exist. Two is not in the MVP race. It's over. Nobody. Nobody. Tyreek Hill's in the MVP race. Yes, I think people are. If he has three great games, if he goes off against the Dallas Cowboys this week, you don't think he's in the MVP race? Well, how does he go off? He's not running punts back. He's not taking handoffs like McCaffrey. I mean, he beats uh, Jerron Bland, who bites on two God, outs. He's terrible. Uh, sorry, he's not terrible. He can't guard Tyreek Hill to save his life. I think Gilmore should be on him. All right, next up, let's go to the Cowboys. Um, they got blown out again, obviously, by the Bills, 31-10. Jerry Jones talked about what went wrong, and he blamed, Colin, the weather? Like, what? Now, remember, at the game, Fox Sports' Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson noted that Dallas actually lucked out with an unseasonably warm day. It was like in the 40s. I know. I thought There was it, some rain, but not that much. Right. Uh, what's Jerry Jones talking about? Why is he Why is he bringing the weather into this? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, my first takeaway, I remember when Peyton Manning used to have to go to Foxborough. It was the only time I deeply cared about the pregame show. Because I wanted to see what the weather was when they took the shot of Foxborough. I knew if they played at Peyton's place, it was a dome. So, and I remember one time they were playing, and they took a shot of Peyton Manning, and there were snow flurries, and Peyton looked freezing. And I remember I was with a group of friends, and I'm like, it's over. Like, Peyton does not want to be playing in this. He's a dome guy from the south, and I'm like, it's over. And Tom had a great day, and they beat him. But when I watched this game, my, take my first takeaway was, oh, weather's a non-factor. I never once thought weather was a factor in that game. Rain? I mean, even when you watch the rain, it's coming down vertically. It's not raining sideways. It's not like, you know, this isn't disruptive rain. It's it, Go ask a pilot. It's the wind, not the rain, that's yeah. the problem. So it, this, it, this was non-factor. It feels like the illness that swept through the locker room and the that could lack be of the defensive tackle, Hankins, yes. although his numbers aren't amazing. I think those would be more than the rain. I don't know what Jerry's talking about. Final story, let's go to the NBA. John ja Morant back after his 25-game suspension for off-the-court chicanery. Look at how he ended it. Driving to the bucket against the Pelicans' best defender, and he gets the score at the horn. Grizzlies win by two. Pretty damn impressive uh, comeback. He had 34 points, Colin. Yeah. They were down 24 in the first half. Ja, as dynamic and as explosive as you recall him last year, 
Now listen, he still can't shoot a lick. I don't know how you get a 25-game suspension and you're not working on your three every day. <laughs> 0 for 5 from deep, but whatever. He can still soar through the air. Um, He's a dynamic, a, fun, yeah. worth the price of admission player. But if you want long-term success, like look at Derrick Rose and look at Russell no, Westbrook. This has been if my, he doesn't develop a three-point shot... What's the point? He'll get yeah, hurt. He, exactly. He's flying through the air. He's going to hurt. get him hurt and like... I, I just I like John Moran as a player. This as a has person. been we'll this see. has been. Forget all the, you know, family stuff. That's none of. I don't know what's going on with this family, and all the PR stuff. But I will say this: not PR stuff. It's like you know, gun stuff and family stuff. And I'm disconnected from that. But my knock on John Moran, or he actually responded to me on Twitter, is that this is Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose was 15 pounds thicker. Is that if you're a guard? All the fanboys in the NBA and Slam Magazine love guards that break everybody down and score at the rim. D. Wade is one of the only ones that lasted. Because D. Wade's built like a running back. D. Wade was yoked and physical. D. Wade spent half his career on the tile. It's no way to make a living. And so all these John Wall could never shoot. Derrick Rose, John Morant. You know who could shoot? Steve Nash, Steph Curry. You do not want to finish at the rim. The sport's bigger, stronger, it's just, it doesn't work. So I think Jaw's a spectacular player, but to your point is I, you gotta be able to sometimes, I mean, LeBron James is massive. Think about how smart LeBron is. So LeBron James has known for years, he doesn't wanna finish at the rim unless he has to. So if LeBron's jumper is hitting, he'll just shoot jumpers. He'll finish at the rim if it's a crucial play. Why is LeBron at 6'9", 260? I've stood next to LeBron more than once. He doesn't look like the rest of the league. He is a defensive end. He looks like a Miles Garrett. I mean, he's just gigantic player. With like four more inches, yeah. Yeah, and, and by the way, he's Miles Garrett in a league where everybody's closer to the size of, you know, a quarterback. Yet LeBron has brilliantly over the last 10 years avoided contact by shooting more, developing the jumper, and LeBron's doing that for longevity. Because Anthony Davis, by the way, has not been hurt as much. Anthony Davis is 6'11", 270, whatever he's weight. Anthony Davis figured out, I, I don't want to slash. I mean, I'm hurt. So these players are fun to watch, and they get the articles, and they get the YouTube highlights. If you can't shoot, and you're small and spindly, it's not going to work long term. Wait, Blake Griffin, you remember him? He was a human highlight reel. Then he got old quickly, had some injuries. He developed a three-pointer and had like a phenomenal year with the Pistons and no. then had like an extra four or five years Ab after that. Blake Griffin's a great all example. All because of the three-point shoot. Yeah. So, you know, John Morant, you had a 25-game suspension. He was out for what, two and a half months, I just months? think so. How were you not with a shot doctor? You got a ton of money. Well, shot doctors don't work. Uh, Markel oh, Fultz, on. Ben Simmons, John Wall, Derek Rose. Oh, wow. Some guys were just are just not natural shooters. And some guy, I mean, Luca. It, uh, that kid probably at eight years old could shoot. There, it's amazing about basketball. Like some guys are, and maybe it's because they are so gifted that they didn't work on it. I don't know the answer. No, that, that is a real but thing. But shot doctors are overrated. A guy's I either got a natural I mean, feel or he, how many guys couldn't shoot and developed into great shooters? Kawhi Leonard. I mean, come on. He went to the Spurs. Chip England, the like, legendary shot doctor, fixed his shot, and instantly Kawhi Leonard, after like three years, was like an amazing shooter. Okay, but a mid-range mostly. Yeah, but he's still a good three-point shooter. He could shoot. He could shoot. He could not shoot coming out of San Diego State. Just could not. Totally fixed his shot and everything. Now Ray Allen developed into a great shooter. I don't think he was that in college. He always had a smooth stroke. But yeah. he, I, I think you got to at least try to get some. But I don't. 
think I don't think you can take somebody like Derek Rose's ball always came off weird. Yeah. And a lot of times it's these hyper athletic guards that rely on the hyper athletic Russell Westbrook's hyper athletic, wildly gifted. John Wall, crazy talent. John Wall's Derek Rose, vertical. John Morant, twitchy. Why are they all poor shooters? Steph Curry, smaller, okay. not as forceful, not as athletic, great shooter. Steve Nash, likewise, great shooter. By the way, Chris Paul, not highly vertical, excellent shooter. So I think a lot of it is, you know, the old thing, if, if you have a great voice, you're going to sing. In the car, in the shower, on the stage, you tend to lean into what you're good at. There are very few supermodels that are uh, physicists. You don't have to be. <laughs> Right, like it's just it works as you kind of lean in, you you know very early in your life what you're good at and what comes easy, and we tend to lean toward easier. And if you're hyper athletic, you're gonna lean into it because you're jumping over guys and dunking. Yeah. And if you're not, you have to develop a fall away and a jumper. That's why Jordan's amazing. Jordan had the great mid-range game and was athletic. And so I, I think very early, kids know. They figure out, man, this is easy. This works. And they lean into it. And you just don't compliment and build other parts of your game. That's the only way I can figure it out, that all these hyper-athletic guards, so few of them are great shooters. It's a theory. I'm not saying it's right. But I, I, I've never been able to figure it out. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text 
HOPE NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Celebrate the holidays with the gift of football on Fox. On Sunday, it's an NFL doubleheader featuring a showdown between title contenders as Dak leads the Cowboys against Tua and the Dolphins. Then on Christmas Day, the Giants take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, all on Fox. Speaking of the Eagles, there are only six teams with double-digit wins in the NFL. Philadelphia is one of them at 10-4, and and they have the easiest three-game stretch remaining of all the double-digit win teams. It's very possible, maybe likely, they go 13-4. and I said this Monday, chill out. I said this Tuesday morning on the show, chill out. They're going to be fine. There is this sense, however, that they're not the same team as last year. Yeah, you're right, they're not. If you look at their offensive ranks the last two seasons, they went from first to about 12th. Big plays, big play touchdowns, second to ninth. And if you look at their defensive ranks the last two years, they went from like 6th, 4th, 8th to like 22nd, 24th. Yeah, there's a reason. They're not quite as dominant. Think about this. They lost arguably the best offensive coordinator in football who became a head coach. They lost a defensive coordinator good enough to become a head coach. Most coordinators don't become head coaches. They lost two that did. They lost two very productive linebackers. Very, one in Chicago is playing his butt off. They lost a guy in the secondary that led the entire National Football League in interceptions. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, they lost arguably their best defensive lineman. Hargrave goes to the Niners. I still can't figure out how they afford him. They lost their top offensive guard to the Steelers. <laughs> okay, so if you took a non-playoff team and you just gave them those players and those coaches, they would be a playoff team. Just the guys they lost. A top guard, a top defensive lineman in the league, a guy that led the NFL in picks, two great linebackers, a top defensive coordinator, the best OC in the game. If you gave that to Atlanta... They'd be a playoff team this year. Yeah, so Philadelphia now is good. They're not stacked. They're not the Niners. They're not crazy all-time gifted. So rule number one in the NFL, you pay the quarterback, then you're going to pay the price elsewhere. One of the things I've never understood about fans, if I was still a fan of a certain team, I always root for flexible. I don't want my team to be trapped. All you out there screaming, get the bag, get the bag. It's the dumbest thing you want for your team. You want a, a player 
that you love to sign a team-friendly deal so your team can be flexible. Mahomes keeps reworking his deal. Right now, Mahomes is the number one cap hit in the league. Have you watched the Chiefs' secondary? Have you watched the Chiefs' receivers? Especially the latter. They're learning on the job. I don't mind a guy getting the bag. You don't want him to get the bag that is so overwhelmingly in his favor. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts did. But when I hear people do, fans say that. Make it a small bag. A mini bag. Fun size. Get the bag. Be set for life. But you pay the quarterback. You pay the price elsewhere. They lost two great linebackers. A great guy in the secondary. Their top defensive lineman. Their best guard. Those are elite players that if you just took those guys and put them on a team like Atlanta, they'd be a playoff team. So they're not great. And that's totally understandable this year. Uh, something else I was thinking about this morning. You know, we, we got into this MVP stuff. And I, I've never been into awards. Uh, I don't care about the Heisman. I had a vote one year. I thought it was tribal, regional, and stupid. I mean, Phil Jackson has as many Coach of the Year awards as Byron Scott. You think I care about this stuff? Goodfellas did not win an Oscar. MVPs, Heismans, I don't care. LeBron has been the real MVP for all but about the last three years in the league. Giannis, Jokic now should win it. And LeBron's got four. I've seen people win Emmys in my business that mean so much to those people. Congrats. But they're not really elite talent. There are people in Hall of Fames in broadcasting I roll my eyes at. Whatever. Tom Cruise has never won an Oscar. Probably because he's too busy saving Hollywood. We all know that Brock Purdy can play. And we all know that Christian McCaffrey's great. We all know that. John Lynch knows it. Kyle Shanahan knows it. Brock Purdy knows it about Christian. Christian knows it about Brock. I don't want this to ruin what is a marvelous season. Because I think San Francisco is uniquely the best team in the league. Like, they have the best roster since the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas. I think it's one of the great rosters we've seen in 10 years. I, I think it's just remarkable. And I, I think you got to be careful that the discussion doesn't overtake the beauty of what's happening. Do you want to be on the rocket ship? Or do you want to win a science ribbon? MVPs are science ribbons. We all know they can both play. Christian McCaffrey in a league that doesn't like running backs, won't pay running backs, won't embrace running backs, is going to end up with 24 touchdowns and 2,200 yards. <laughs> and Brock Purdy never misses a big throw. Now, are they, you know, contextually, are they designed perfectly? Does he have great talent? Yeah, but he makes way too many good throws to not be a good player. Is he very good? Probably. Is he great? I don't think so. Maybe. But I think what, what the truth of this matter is, it's a rocket ship. And we don't get these very much in the NFL. In baseball, you can literally sign Otani, defer his payment, and stack your roster. Whether or not that's good for baseball, it's legal. It's literally legal to say, hey, Mookie Betts, come on over here. We'll defer your payment. Freddie Freeman, Otani, defer your payment, and then go steal Tampa's first or second best pitcher. The MVP discussions, the Heisman discussions, they're science ribbons instead of the actual rocket ship. And I think what you're watching here is the most talented roster in the NFL in a decade. 
And when I watch him play, I don't mind the MVP discussions, but I think we're watching something between Christian McCaffrey's season, Brock Purdy's story, and this roster, nuts. Can we just admit this? Brock Purdy's story is awesome. Christian McCaffrey's production's insane. And this roster could be better than both. To me, that's the rocket ship, not the science ribbon. Hour two next. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.